Welcome back to Stay in Your Lane. I'm your host, John Maley, brought to you by Triple T Transport. Uh, bringing back Keith Moore, uh, CEO of Autoscheduler AI. Uh, Keith, welcome back. Thanks so much. Oh, hey. Uh, you know, getting the tutorial on the first episode, uh, I, I got to admit, I'm excited to learn more on episode two. So uh, let's pick up where we left off. I think that uh, that helps our viewers understand the, the picture that you have behind you. Now let's talk about the picture moving forward, what you see. You know, I'm not asking you to be Miss Cleo or anything like that right now, okay? Um, but I want to know where you see it working in transportation potentially and where don't you? A lot of us in our industry love to know if we're going to be out of jobs and if we need to work on our skill sets or what to be prepared for or plan. So I'd love to turn it over to you for, for a big answer to that question. Man, yeah, that's it's a really tough thing to say, right? Because you know, if you, you recall, we, we talked a little bit about like artificial general intelligence and term, like that's not a thing quite yet. And so most of the applications of AI, particularly in transportation and trucking are going to be narrow AI. And then the best way I like to, Think about that. So instead of getting into the mathematics of it and how everything works and the different functions, look at a single function that a person does, that a person can do at a high level. So think of it as like, I am a person, I have to take this data, I have to translate it to a spreadsheet, and then I have to call somebody. Mm -hmm. Things that people can do at high level, but they are very narrow, repeatable tasks. Those are things that are right for disruption from a machine learning or artificial intelligence perspective. Where AI generally struggles is when you, you talk about, and I'll use a big term here, like multi-data source synthesis, where you have to pull in a lot of information, a lot of experiences, a lot of what you know the tribal knowledge that you have to make decisions moving forward. That's a much harder thing. When you talk about, you know, I do one thing, I do it repeatedly, and I only have so many inputs and a very, you know, very consistent output. Those are things that are very ripe for automation and for artificial intelligence. But I, you know, I, I think maybe we could go into some examples and we can talk about what is a good fit, what is a bad fit, what's short term, what's long term, and, and eventually, you know, it is coming. But I, I don't want to de-emphasize the human element of the world and, and how critical it is as well. So I'm, I'm not one of the AI is taking over everything. Your job's definitely gone because that's not the case. Right. And AI isn't maybe a, a good solution for every problem or for everything right. that we're looking for. Uh, I agree with you that, and I understand your answer. I'm just going to mention, there was an article I, I read and saw online that had nine benefits of AI in the transportation industry. So, yeah, let's roll. So let's look at this machine learning and transportation, big data. We all know that. If you have a lot of data, yep. it's going to process it much faster than any humans could dream of, right? Well, that's where it starts, right? Right. B big data is just saying, I have a bunch of things that I can, I can then make decisions on top of. It's, you know, how do you sort through that big data to actually gain insight is what's The important. most efficient way in a timely manner. So, you know, route optimization. Route optimization yeah. has, you know, I, th I think that, I think that there's a probably a niche there for AI, it, uh, but I also think it's not going to be as simple as from an application and a practicality perspective, because we all have those value-added customers and the people that have parameters that we would have to plug in, and that eliminates the optimization sometimes. Yeah, it's. 
So, I mean, a really good example, route optimization. Like if you at face value said, is route optimization a good fit for AI? I'd say, oh, well, if you told me I needed to you know, drop 12 things off and here were the locations, that's a known solved problem called the traveling salesman problem where I could say, yep, I could absolutely use AI to build you the shortest route by distance, travel distance or by time, travel time. To, to knock those things off. Now, where it becomes challenging is in the real world. It's never just one truck, you know, kind of right. zigging and zagging its way through the world. It's, hey, you have 15 vehicles available at your disposal and we can get a 16th, but it's going to be at a different rate. And one of them has to go through California. So you have to account for the fact the axles have to change ever so slightly. And you can only either cube out those trucks or weigh them out if you're, you're looking at a full load. And some of the sites, you might have to pick up some pallets as well. And, and then it becomes a much more challenging problem. It is still one that can be solved with AI, but the investment you have to put in to make it perfect is, it, it's, it's a, a big, you know, it's a big lift. It's, it's not like one mathematician or data scientist looking at it. You're, you're building a whole platform for routing optimization, right? UPS has a full team that does this for, for their solution. Well, and I think that, you're answering the question. I think it, in in some scenarios, it's a, it's a slam dunk, right? Mm -hmm. And then when it doesn't, it's a, it's a huge investment to make it work the best, most efficient way. And then one thing changes and then it's all out the window, right? And, and another thing worth considering, and this is something a lot of people don't think about, which is like, I want to use AI to make it the most efficient way. Like, okay, I get it. How inefficient is it right now, right? And being able to do that study of saying, here's what we're driving right now in an optimal scenario. Here's what we could have driven. Here are the dollars, the cents, the service. So it's not always cost, right? It could right. be service as well. What is the actual value in doing this? Because if you're spending all this time and investment and you get a 1% decrease in travel time, you know, how long does it take for that to actually pay back? Given, you know, how many trucks do you have on the right, road? What's the return? What does that save you? What is that service level? Right? And there are times where just because I can do it with AI, it doesn't actually mean it's a good idea. Trying to apply it where it maybe doesn't bring value. That's exactly it, right? If, if you already make pretty good decisions and AI is only going to get you marginally better than those, you have to actually look at what is the, what is the value you get from that. Right. So if you don't have a dumpster fire and it's being done really well and efficiently, you might leave it alone because it may not be a great return. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Now, the, the counterpoint to that, and this, you know, this is, I run a business that does this for a living. The counterpoint being most of the time when you have a process in place, it is tribal knowledge. So, so routing optimization, you have that one guy who knows exactly how you're waving things out and who's getting what orders and how they're going to deliver them. And you've set your routing guide, you've kind of set how, you know, who, which drivers run on which lanes and, and that guy knows everything. Now there's also risk with that, which is that the risk being that guy decides to retire or have a heart attack. You're, you're, or go take another job. All of a sudden that operation that was really efficient all of a sudden tanks. Yeah. And so that's another, you know, that has to be part of the considered investment, which is maybe the value is not there, but the risk reduction is worth it still. Great point. Because anytime you're eliminating risk, you're eliminating risk. Con consistency matters. Well, consistency is everything. So, you mm -hmm. know, uh, there's one subject. How about, um, 
I don't know that a predictive fleet maintenance thing is a, is really a, uh, a a huge step for AI. I, I really don't. I think that's a. I used to do that. Yeah. So so that one's definitely doable. It's it's hard, but it's doable. But is it huge value over what maybe you could do on your own? Yeah, I don't see it. I mean, maybe in like really high, uh, I would say high value loads where making sure that the truck is on the load is really important. Uh, but I mean, what's the cost of the downtime of that trailer or that truck, right? right? Yeah, maybe you just go get another trailer and you get another truck and it's for, for big companies like that, that cost goes out in the wash. Right. Um, so really it depends on your business, I think is a good point. Yeah. Efficient use of space, inventory management. Now here, here, I think this helps yeah. inventory management rolls back to production efficiencies, people's time, you know, that's probably a huge win. And that one's more about how do you consolidate all this information from, you know, at a network level, you're right, you have your SNOP process that these companies are going through, and then there's their deployment planning process on what are they shipping and their distributed order management process on, you know, how are they allocating their inventory to all of their buildings? And, you know, you, you get big shippers and it's like, I ship things from sites that don't have the capacity to ship it to sites that don't have the capacity to receive it on, you know, transport that is probably more expensive than I need because I've already, got, you know, I had to go all the way out to, you know, whoever was third or fourth on my routing guide to get there. And then when I, when I go through all these problems and I finally get it into the building, you, there's a, a pretty well-known adage in warehousing, which is by the time you're 80 to 85% full in a building, the productivity of that building tanks. Oh, when they, yes. It has nothing to do with the fact your people drive slower. It's just finding stuff is harder. The crane system takes so, longer. The, everything that is automated takes longer. Just like if it had, if it's eighty-five percent full, you got to move three things to get to one thing. Your efficiency level starts to go down and, uh, after seventy-five percent. I'd say for most, maybe eighty at the most. Completely, but seventy-five percent. That warehouse is now. It's um, it's like having shoestrings tied together. And, and that's a completely resolvable problem with AI. And that. You can use AI to build a better SNOP strategy, to forecast better what people are going to order, to actually build a better deployment plan on where you're shipping things. And then at the warehouse or plant by plant level, how are you consolidating inventory proactively so that you're you're reducing you know, what we see at a lot of sites? And, and this is more warehousing specific and not as transportation specific, but it takes forever to unload a truck because the truck in front of you took six hours to unload because they had to go clear a bunch of space to even put the product. Right. Away. Yeah. I mean, and you, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. And so it hurts transport when warehousing is inefficient. And when things are great and things are booming and they can't make product fast enough. Uh, I've clients that haven't been able to shut lines down because if they shut a line down, they've got to clean it to make something else. Right. Mm -hmm. At all their facilities, they're making different products. So now we've lost our efficiency. I don't think anybody keeps their production line running knowing it's going to hurt their distribution sites, but it is, you know, in the, in the pecking order of a supply chain, distribution always falls beneath production, right? It, it's going to be, we're going to do production and we're going to make our product how we want and, you know, manufacture how we want. And then we're going to make sure that we have the transportation capacity to support it. And then somewhere at the bottom of the totem pole is your warehousing team and your distribution team. And they're going to figure it Sales out. Sales is king, right? And, and, Revenue and sales is Always. king in every organization. Always. So if they if we can sell it, 
We need to turn the numbers. Even if our margins come down because we move stuff twice, we're still better off than missing the sale, losing market share, you know, all of those things. And everybody else is just going to have to deal with it. Yep. And, and unfortunately, you know, both transportation and warehousing are, are kind of whipped around by that mentality, which is, you know, I, I think it's fair in how you run a business. But the, the point you, you know, we're making here is that you can use AI to be so much better at it, right? When something comes off the line, it, you know, they're sending it to, you know, whatever that downstream warehouse is, not because that's the right place to send it, but because they don't know and they can't take in all the inputs to say there are orders coming from a different site. Why don't we put it on a different truck? Right. They're at 80, 85% of their warehouse space. It's got to go out. Well, guess yep. what? We don't have enough dock doors. So, you know, you start getting creative on things. So now sustainability and eco-friendliness. I, we need to unpack that one a little bit more. I, I think in like, what can AI do from a sustainability perspective? You know, there, you could think about it from a product design perspective. You could think about it from a variety of different ways, but the easiest one for me to latch onto on, on in supply chain is just less distance traveled, right? So, so you already, I mean, th this is related to what you brought up earlier is can you do better routing optimization? Certainly, you know, but they, they kind of all tie together, which is, can you do a better job planning so that you're shipping just the right trucks to the right places? But don't double touch product if you don't have Sustainability to. is not the same as efficiency and in inventory. So, you know, this is the funny thing. Trendy word AI, you know, trendy topics AI, trendy word sustainability. But when we hear sustainability in many instances nowadays, that's not what people want to talk about going green right at least that's the first thing that jumps in, in that's head, one perspective is... and then you know um so sustainability that's a, like a catch-all right mm -hmm. for emotional things when you start looking at, at the application ai i don't see nine areas that ai solves problems in transportation i see where it can really make things efficient can help from an efficiencies mm -hmm. perspective, can help eliminate human error, it can eliminate risk. Sounds good to me. Keith? Okay. We appreciate the time. We're very thankful for you making time for us. Thank you once again for having me on and, and love love having these conversations. Uh, we do too. Thank you very much. Appreciate you being on Stay In Your Lane. For all of you watching, appreciate your time as well. <music>